Are you ready? Are you ready? Come on. Inner City Action, are you ready? Good to have you guys with us. You know that someone is anointed when they can talk fast, like Pastor Amaris did. You did awesome, and you were on cue. I mean, everything that needed to be said, you said it. Short, sweet, and spicy, so thank you. Powerful. We're looking forward to what God's going to do beginning next Sunday. It's going to be powerful. Our city is going to be invaded by the presence of God through miracles, signs, and wonders. Are you ready, church? I'm believing for breakthrough. Now, I believe that what makes a difference is the anointing. The anointing is what makes a difference. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. The anointing is what makes the difference. And I believe that when you have the anointing, you have the secret sauce by which to defeat and destroy the works of the devil. I told you last Sunday that today uh, the subtitle of this message is, I am buffed because I am anointed. I am buffed because of the anointing. Now some of you, like my, my oldest granddaughter was saying with past, uh, uh, grandpa, is that, are you going to tell us how to be swole? I was like, no, 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 no. Are yoked? No, no, no. This is about what the Holy Spirit does when we allow Him to come upon our lives and work within our lives. I am buff because I am anointed. Let's break it down. There is a verse in the book of Psalm, chapter 92 and verse 10. And we're going to look at three different versions of the Bible that repeat what this verse is communicating to us. Psalm 92, 10 in the New King James says, But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with what? Fresh oil. Look how the Darby translation reads. But my horn shalt thou exalt like a what? buffaloes. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. In the Passion Translation, it reads this way. Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. I'm here to say today, God has fresh oil for every one of us today. I'm here to declare today that for some of us, this is our appointment for God's oil change in our lives. We've been running on old oil that is no longer functioning the way it should in our lives. And and because of that, we're no longer functioning the way we should. But thank God that He is present through His Holy Spirit to pour fresh oil upon our lives. And here's what I know, that whatever God anoints you for, it's for the purpose of empowering you to accomplish His will through what He's gifted you and I to do. Now, the fact of the matter is that we're not gifted in every area of our lives. We're not anointed for everything in our lives. Do I have a witness? Let me tell you a story. There was... uh, a woman by the name of Emma. And ever since Emma joined her church's choir, she'd been singing in her kitchen while preparing dinner. But strangely, whenever she started singing, her husband Joshua would open the front door and he would stand on the doorstep. Emma didn't know why he did this. So one evening she asked him, Darling, tell me the truth. 
don't you like my singing? Why do you ask? He replied. She said, because every time I start singing when you're at home, you get up, you open the front door, and you stand at the doorstep. Her husband Joshua replied, well, actually, I quite like your singing, but I just want to make sure that our neighbors don't think I'm beating you. What is the moral of that story? It is this. There are some things you are anointed for, and there are some things that you are not anointed for. Mm. What some people think is anointing is actually annoying. you got to know that God has gifted every one of us with certain gifts, talents, abilities, But we, He has not anointed us with all the gifts, talents, abilities. He distributes them by His Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 tells us, as He wills. You are not gifted for everything. I am not gifted for everything. But all of us are gifted for something. But the anointing comes as the secret sauce that God pours upon us so that the gifting He gives us will not only be enhanced, but will be empowered by His Spirit so that when we exercise that gift, His favor will be at work. And when, you anoint, when you're anointed and His favor is at work at your life, doors that were closed will be open. People that didn't like you will start acting favorably toward you. In fact, the psalmist says this in Psalm 89, verse 17. For you are the glory of their strength. Watch this. And in your favor, our horn is exalted. Notice, even in the verse of Psalm 92.10, it talks about the horn. That is a reference to strength. In his favor, our strength is exalted. In other words... Through His favor, whatever He's graced us for, that certain strength will be elevated. And so I want to challenge you today, operate in the favor of your flavor. Operate in the favor of your flavor. What do you mean, Pastor? When God approached Gideon in Judges 6.14, He told him this, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have. In other words, Gideon, I've graced you with a certain ability. You have a certain strength, talent, gifting that I've given you. Go in that. And when you and I understand there is a certain strength that God has given each of us through the giftings and talents that He has poured on our lives, we can then trust that when we exercise that strength, that His favor will be added and His favor will begin to function to such a degree that it is more than our gifting that is acknowledged. People will come to realize this is more than what you can do and we'll be able to testify your right. It's the favor of God. It's His secret sauce. It's His anointing. It's His empowerment. It's His ability working as you exercise His strength that He's given you. 
John L. Mason, an author that I love reading, he points out, he shares the following nugget. Growth comes from building on talents, gifts, and strengths, not by solving problems. Growth comes by building on talents, gifts, and strengths, not by solving problems. That sounds like a contradiction. Aren't we here to solve problems? What he is implying is that if you focus all your time on your weaknesses, instead of exercising the strength God has given you, you will be held back from experiencing the fullness of God's life flowing through you, producing lasting fruit. And the truth of the matter is, when you and I exercise the strength that God has given us, then we will become someone's solution. Because we're operating in the favor of our flavor. And that will always impact not only us, but those for which God has anointed us for. I want to encourage you today, like Paul encouraged Timothy, stir up the gift of God that is within you. You are not a person that is here just to survive or merely exist. When you were born, God deposited in you specific abilities, talents, and gifts. And when you stir it up, not only will you experience His power at work in you, you will experience it working through you. And the fruit of that is that everyone whose life was meant to be impacted, influenced, transformed through your gift will then experience not only you working your gift, but the working of His anointing flowing through your gift. Give that. You and I need to know God's gifts are never loans. God's gifts are never loans. They are always deposits. As such, they are never used or depleted. In fact, the more they are used, the greater and stronger and more valuable they become in our lives. What I'm saying is gifts and talents are given for us to use, not only so that we can fulfill the fullest of the call of God in our lives, but also so that we can reach the souls that are attached to the exercising of those gifts in our lives. I want you to choose today to exercise your gifts, because when you do, that's when opportunities happen. Now, in the Darby translation that we read in Psalm 92.10, it says, you've anointed me. And he points out this phrase he uses, like the buffaloes. Like the buffaloes. Say, like a buffalo. Like the buffaloes. You shall exalt me like a buffalo. Watch, watch, watch this. Watch this. Hmm. Now, when I, when I was growing up, I grew up from, from second grade on through high school in the city of Manteca, California. And, and I attended, it, it, during the high school years, the high school there called Manteca High School. Simple, huh? Manteca High School. Where'd you go to high school? Manteca High School. Where do you live? Manteca, right? Just like in the O and D, whatever, high school. But our, our, our team's name and continues to be was the Manteca Buffaloes. 
Now, this past weekend, we were at CWC Manteca for a ministerium. And we, during, on Friday night, we went after the service to Applebee's. And on the wall, at our table, on the wall, there was a picture of the Manteca Buffaloes football team players in their jerseys. And you know what it read on their jerseys? Manteca Buffs. Are you starting? Is the light turning on? I am buffed because I am anointed. I am like a buffalo. Some of you are getting, you're giving me a mad dog. I'm not calling you a buffalo. I'm saying like a buffalo. That's what the psalmist was saying. Watch this. The psalmist there in Psalm 92.10, in this passage, he points out that the only one who gives strength like a buffalo is the Lord. Watch this. The strength to which the psalmist refers is not a common strength. It is a strength that can face the wind and storms. The psalmist refers to the strength as the buffaloes. Watch this. Which is the only animal who does not flee before the storm when the storm comes. The animal does not flee like the birds, but it stands, looks up at the sky, and it bears it. It endures the storm until it passes. The Lord, through His Holy Spirit, wants to train us. Us to identify the areas of our lives that need to change so that we can be strengthened and resist the storms like the buffalo does. This past week, I was reading an article by a gentleman by the name of Rory Vadden. Rory Vadden. He's a, he has an MBA, a master's in business administration, and he's a co-founder of Southwestern Consulting, a self-disciplined strategist and speaker. And he's also a New York Times best-selling author of a book entitled Take the Stairs. And in this article, he writes the following to show the difference between cows and Buffaloes. Here's what he writes. There is a great lesson about success and leadership from studying the way the buffalo and cow respond to storms. He writes, in Colorado, where I grew up, we were world famous for the Rocky Mountains. What a lot of people don't realize, however, is that the state is divided almost exactly in half. And to the eastern part of the state are the great Kansas Plains. Because of that unique topographical landscape, we are one of the few places in the world where there are both buffalo and cows in such close proximity. When storm come, when storms come, he writes, they almost brew from the west and roll out toward the east. What cows do is very natural. Cows sense the storm coming from the west, so they start to run toward the east. The only problem with that is that if you know anything about cows, they don't run very fast. He continues, so the storm catches up 
with the cows rather quickly. And without knowing any better, the cows continue to try to outrun the storm. But instead of outrunning the storm, they actually run right alongside with the storm. Maximizing the amount of pain and time and frustration they experience from that storm. Then he poses a question. Isn't that stupid? Just say yes. He continues. Humans do the same thing all of the time. We spend so much of our lives constantly trying to avoid the inevitable challenges that come along with the difficult circumstances that our own very choices have led us to be in. He writes, people who are in debt constantly try to find ways around paying their bills. People who are unhealthy make rationalizations for why they can't do anything about it or why it doesn't matter. People who are struggling in their marriage are often trying to avoid the difficult but meaningful conversations that they need to engage in in order to reconcile that relationship. And he says, salespeople do everything to try and avoid making a sales call. And the key insight that ultra performers have made that not yet necessarily everyone else else has is this. Ultra performers realize that problems that are procrastinated on are only amplified. Waiting always makes it worse. What buffalo do, on the other hand, is very unique in the animal kingdom. Buffalo wait for the storm to cross over the crest of the peak of the mountaintop. And as the storm rolls over the ridge, the buffalo turn and charge directly into the storm. Instead of running east away from the storm, they run directly west at the storm. Watch this. By running at the storm, they run straight through it, minimizing the amount of pain and time and frustration they experience from that storm. He continued. Notice how it's the exact same storm. It's such a great metaphor for all of us because all of us are dealing with the same types of storms. We all have some relationship issue or health battle or financial struggle. And we don't always get to choose whether or not we have storms. But remember what the psalmist said, that he's anointed me and exalted my horn like that of the buffaloes. What is the psalmist trying to communicate to you and I? That God, through the anointing, he provides the strength for the storm. Ah, let me remind you of that young man that scholars believe was probably just about 17 years of age by the name of David. He heard of a nine and a half foot giant that was oppressing, that was belittling, that was mocking the people of God. And whenever this giant would step into the valley of Elah, all the other soldiers of God's armies, the Israelites would run to the side 
sidelines, away from the giant. But David showed up to bring lunch to his brothers. And instead of joining them, running from the giant, David, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 17, he ran toward Goliath. Why? Because he knew, I'm anointed with strength to be able to conquer the giant. He may be taller than me, but he is not greater than the God whose name I represent. I want to remind you today, you may be facing a storm in your life. You may be going through trouble right now, but you've got strength for the storm. Don't run from it. Run to it, and God will empower you by the anointing to run through it and come out stronger than you were when you first went in. So I ask you, which direction are you heading? Let me be clear, child of God. You are anointed with strength for the storm. Uh, Dr. John Condy says, a buffalo has four times the strength of an ox. And he knows this because he tested their pulling strength. And this explains why they are able to tip a motor car. And what did the psalmist say in Psalm 22? He said, through you... I gotta be here. I know it's, I know I'm, you're on live stream. I know I can be prim and proper, but I, that ain't who I am. He said, through you, he said, I can run through a troop and through you, I can leap over a wall. Listen to me, child of God. You've got an S on your shirt the moment the Holy Spirit came upon your life. You are a superman. You are a superwoman because you've got the super supernatural power of the most high in you you don't have to run from the storm you can run to it run through it and run past it you can run up beyond it because god is with you today <sighs> would you tell somebody i'm buffed i'm buffed yeah Whew. And then I love it. In each of those translations of Psalm 92 to 10, it uses the phrase fresh oil. Fresh oil. Look at the Passion Translation again. He says, your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. Now, most car owners know that if you drive too many miles without changing the oil, it uses, it loses its usefulness as a lubricant and as a detergent for the engine. Motor oil cleanses out the impurities in the engine. Dirt grime and small metal particles so the engine can keep running smoothly y'all didn't know i knew that y'all like we thought you're just a preacher how do you know this stuff google will make anybody smart and here's a fact spiritually speaking there are many christians who have received an anointing many years ago, but they haven't 
had an oil change since. And they wonder, why is my life skipping? Why aren't things going so smoothly in my relationship with the Lord? Why is there so much friction underneath the hood of my soul? It may be because you need fresh oil today. And the good news is that God is into oil changes. And all you got to do is show up in His presence and admit, God, I need you to empty out the old oil and pour in fresh oil in my life. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27, there's a familiar verse that has often been quoted partially. It reads this way, Isaiah 10:27 in the New King James, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. Watch this. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Some people think anointing is some sort of spiritual lightning bolt that comes without warning out of the heavens. But that's not the meaning found in Isaiah 10.27. The Hebrew word, watch this, for anointing in Isaiah 10.27 can actually be translated as what? Huh? You said it. Fatness. Watch this. The idea is, watch this, that as the ox grows bigger and stronger, its very size, fatness, eventually cracks and destroys the yoke. What this means for you and I is that God will not break off of our lives, destroy the power of our hidden enemy, whether it be a hurt, hang-up, or habit from the outside. He will break it from the inside. Now, there's no doubt that God can move and work miraculously and remove something immediately from our lives. But most of the time, we'll discover that freedom will come through our consistent daily growth. That is in our increasing fatness. God will make you so big, spiritually speaking, that whatever bondage may have held you in your youth will break and no longer hold you in your adulthood. This is true, of course, if you're seeking the anointing. I'm here to tell you today. I've been in this thing long enough to know that God does work miraculously. And there are those suddenlies and there are those immediatelies. But when it comes to character issues, when it comes to flaws that have been deeply embedded within the crevices and resource, recesses of our soul, those things take time to work out. Character formation happens gradually. And this is why I keep praying. This is why I keep coming to church. This is why I keep having devotions. This is why I 
might keep up with the fellowship of the saints through accountability relationship. This is why I keep serving God through the exercise of the strength, the gift, the talents He's given me. Because as I do this by reliance and the help of His Spirit, inside I'm growing fatter. Inside I'm growing stronger. Inside I'm growing more powerful. And what happens on the inside begins to work on the outside. And the yoke that the devil thought I was permanently attached to begins to crack and is broken off through the anointing. You see, most people believe that that if God is going to free you from something undesirable in your life, there's going to be a moment of power within a praise song, a, a good church service, or prayers of intercession. Some some person laying hands on you, then boom, everything will go. It doesn't necessarily and mostly work that way when it comes to character issues in our lives. It takes time, and it takes you having the resolve to say, I may still be battling it, but... It is not my Lord. I serve Jesus. He's my Lord. I'm going to keep coming to Him. And as you keep growing in Him, it's broken. It's broken. What I'm saying is the enemies within are usually not destroyed in a moment in a church prayer line. You may find temporary relief that way, but enemies are usually destroyed over a period of time. If you remember what God told his people, the old covenant people, what did he say? Little by little, I will drive out your enemies before you. That's how you battle and ultimately defeat an enemy within. So it's not just anointing fall on me. It's anointing grow in me. As I get ready to bring this plane for a landing, I want you to get a hold of this. When I first started pastoring, which is going to be in Cutler about 30 years ago, next year, the first few years were challenging. I'm not going to lie. In fact, I tell pastor friends, my eschatology nearly changed. You see, I'm part of the Assemblies of God, and we believe in the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. But my eschatology was changing. As I was going through some hardship, I was thinking, Jesus, they done lied to me. You ain't coming until after the tribulation because I'm done going through it right now. (laughs) But I remember during those early years, my wife and I, we went up to Hume Lake with the youth and young adults of our church for youth camp. And there was a time there where, by the skating rink where they had ice, broomball hockey, that I met a friend who at that time was an associate pastor but is now a senior pastor in Bakersfield. And he told me, I got a word for you. He had no clue of what was going on in my life. Back at the church. But he said this. Pastor Angel. It is good. For a man. To bear the yoke. In his youth. 
he was actually quoting from Lamentations 3.27. And he's saying, right now, you bear a yoke of responsibility in your life. And it's good that you're bearing it now. And the Lord wants you to know you're bearing it now because of what he's going to do in the future in your ministry. Watch this. He said this, that when, when, when that, that yoke is placed on that young ox, what happens is, through time, as that yoke is rubbing on the back and the shoulders of that ox, the neck, the yoke that's made out of wood will begin to splinter. And then that yoke will begin to cut into the skin of that ox. But he says, over time, as that ox remains under that yoke, that same skin that was cut becomes hardened. And the yoke that was at one time unbearable begins to be able to be born, to be carried. God wants you to know You're going to be able to carry this. Just stick with him. As I studied further about this, here's what I discovered. Discover the yoke rubs the oxen and causes a wound that produces oil. And as the oxen grows, the oil weakens the wooden yoke and then it breaks. The very thing that was meant to hurt you will end up helping you. Ah, there's some things the devil thought. If I just put on their life, I will be able to break them down. I will be able to oppress them forever. I will be able to hold them in bondage forever. But what he didn't know, that the day you decided to make Jesus the Lord of your life, now there's a special sauce called the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit that is inside of you. And the very thing the devil thought was going to hurt you and wound you for life now because of your persistence, now because of your made up mind, I'm anointed to be like a buffalo. I don't have to run from my problems. I don't have to run from the storm. I can run to it and I will run through it because I'm anointed. And what he's got to face is the fact what you thought was going to manipulate and dominate me now through the Lord has been broken off and the very thing that you thought was going to defeat me, I'm now anointed to break off of others. God gives strength for the storm. And God does oil changes. What is that? Unction so you can function. Unction so you can function. That's what these old saints used to call the anointing. Unction. God will give you unction so you can function. You don't have to be skipping. 
You don't have to be stalling anymore. You can have fresh oil and keep on driving with accelerated strength and ability. I'm here to prophesy over somebody. You've been stalled for the last time. You've been stopped by the devil's breakdown for the last time. You are getting fresh oil here. Something is going to break off of you because you said, in spite of this pain, I'm persisting. In spite of this hurt, I'm hanging on. In spite of the hell. I'm holding on to heaven. And God has seen your faithfulness. Today He is going to show you I am more than your master. I am a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. The psalmist said, your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil Over me. There's fresh oil. Right here. Father we thank you. The psalmist said. He anoints my head. With oil. My cup. Runs over. I thank you that there's fresh oil. Right here right now. For those in the storm. There's fresh oil right now. For those who know. I've been running on old oil. Too long. I need an oil change. I need fresh oil. I'm going to open up this altar right now. For those of you that would say. Honestly pastor. I'm in a storm right now. And like the buffalo, I need strength for the storm I'm in. And I want it. I want it. I want it. If that's you, I want you to make your way forward right now. There's no shame in being in a storm. We've all, we all deal with storms. There's no shame in it. God has fresh oil for you today. God has fresh oil for you. I need strength for my storm, Pastor. Then there's others of you that would say, Pastor, I need an oil change. My relationship with God has not been smooth. There's been friction, and I know know now why. I've been running on old oil. I need fresh oil. There's going to be leaders right now that are going to come and pray with you, anointing you with oil. Because we believe God's anointing is here right now. Yeah, it is. Pastor Amaris, would you come and join us as well? And anybody from the team that would want to join and just pray in agreement. Keep coming. I want an oil change. I need an oil change. Keep coming. Come on. I need fresh oil right now. I need fresh oil. Keep coming. I need strength for my storm. Come, come, come. This is your moment. This is your opportunity. Don't wait on anybody. Don't worry about what, what will they say. It, it's, not, it's not their storm. It's yours. God wants to give you strength for it. You come. You say, God, give me that fresh oil. I want your fresh oil. 
I want your empowerment. Yeah. Yeah.